This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Hey, thanks for joining us on this November 28th for the Kamloops Insider podcast. I'm your host, Parker Bennett, and AKA also Royal LePage Realtor Extraordinaire. <laughs> and with us today is... I like it. Filipino? No, okay, I shouldn't call you by your nickname. Okay, it's Philippa Thiessen. I just got the bird. Um, thanks for joining us, Philippa. You're welcome. And behind the mixer and all the digital information, as well as fact-checking, is Emma Papalardo. Hi. And today's guest, Woo-woo. a very special guest, Lisa <laughs> Denham from Denham Law. Thank you for joining us, Lisa. Oh, thanks for having me, Parker. She's a little nervous about being on our podcast, but I think know. she's going to settle in just <laughs> nicely. So uh, Lisa is a very um, community-based legal expert who (laughs) would it be fair to say you specialize in real estate law yeah it is uh, almost exclusively okay there is some other talents that you have in the legal aspect I assume though Mm -hmm. yeah no there well we haven't been able to practice them for the last what six months because it's been so busy but we do uh wills estates probate uh things related to non-real estate too right yeah would you say that like practicing real estate law tends to have a niche like, do you find that that's, like, a, an area of expertise where you can just be kind of considered, like, a realist, like, and you'll just bulk up with a ton of business? Yeah. Well, you know what? Over, like, I've been doing this for 12 and a half years, and, of course, I didn't start out of the gate, you know, with a ton of work or a ton of clients, but um, the last couple of years has, um, the market has been so great yeah. that really um, it's definitely a niche market for me, and we, for the last six months exclusively, it's only been real estate. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, so just to back it up a little bit, Lisa is sort of attached to our building here at Royal Bay Western Realty. <laughs> I don't know. Would you? Are you? I have the store. I have the storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's the. It's where they used to store all of the uh, bookkeeping uh, files. <laughs> I converted it. Okay, but I like hang out in your office just to sit <laughs> on a comfy couch. I know it's cute. And you already have Christmas decorations up. Yes, we do. We are on that for sure. Okay. So, tell me, Lisa, like, why law? Mm, why law? Oh, my goodness. That's, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it was actually unintended. Um, I really never intended to go into law. It was sort of a seed that my dad planted when I was really young. And when I finished my first degree, I just, it was the obvious next step. Right. So, in uh, 2002, I graduated from UBC. And in 2003, um, I got called to the bar and for about... It was like two and a half years I did foreclosures, and I loathed it. It was definitely not in sync with my personality, so I, um, I did the unthinkable, and I quit. <laughs> yeah. I quit my job, and um, without clients and a, a clue of how to do real estate, I, um, between 2004 and 2005, I actually taught myself and opened up my own business, <laughs> So, and 12 and a half years later, here I am. Here you are. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Good for you. Yeah, no, I was at one look fabulous. back. It was stupid. <laughs> like, I can't imagine that I did it. But you know what? It, uh, the foreclosures was a very hard area of law. And, it did, and again, like I said, it, it didn't work with my personality. And I joke uh, quite commonly and refer to my area as happy law because it is, right? Mm-hmm. People are buying, people are selling no matter what. Yeah. It's a stressful area, but it's always happy. So you always have clients who um, are very... Um, thankful for all the efforts that you do for them. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's way different than foreclosure. So, I'm, you know, ultimately, I'm happy of where I ended up. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, now I'm stuck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going in a circle. <laughs> And maybe you'll like maybe the podcast thing will just like start to rip and you'll just become like a guest star. Just to show it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? So like when you when you say your dad kind of like forced you into law, um, that's like every parent's dream to have their kid become like a doctor. Yeah, lawyer. he didn't force me. He he was like um that that little um. Uh, person on my shoulder that whispered it like so it was very subtle yeah. and um and really when I graduated I'm like what the hell <laughs> now I'm a lawyer and I didn't even know what I really wanted to do and uh, like I said like foreclosures was just definitely not my my niche but uh real estate really was the um for me it was the only obvious uh, place to go with right. my career or or not practice law at all which was one of the options I'm thinking god what do I want to do because I'm certainly not a courtroom lawyer right. that's not my personality at all um it uh even just this podcast freaked me out so <laughs> you know so no that wasn't the, that wasn't where I was gonna go um but um here I go again I'm stuck I don't know where I'm going from there <laughs> sorry all so, good. So here's, a, here's an interesting thing. And uh, I don't know this. Maybe Philip does. But uh, so how does the foreclosure system work? How do realtors end up with foreclosure listings? You know what? I, I really, I don't know. I really don't know. Okay. Um, I think that, uh, well, ultimately, when I was, uh, when I worked for a, a firm here in town, RBC was our client. Right. And, uh, you know, ultimately, the girls were the ones who sort of coordinate everything. So I think that um, they're... By and large, they're picked from the law firms or vetted by the law firms. Right. I think there's a list, um, perhaps. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you'd be hunting down lawyers that are strategically partnered with, like, the foreclosure aspect of a bank. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I would think that would be a question for you. Like, how do you get a foreclosure listing? I, I have never, like, I've sort of, like, made my path. Yeah. And just sort of picked that foreclosures wasn't going to be my ideal it's a lot of work. It, yeah. it's, it's a bit it of work, is. but it's also it's scary. like... Well, you got to go to court, right? Yeah. And yeah. You, none of you know what you're doing. Like, it's like a, you know, uh, putting a layperson in there. Yeah. And you have to pretend like you know what you're doing and presenting offers and all of that. It's very stressful. And then you have, you know, even more stressed out clients because they're in an environment that they're not used to or accustomed to. And it's very formal, right? It used right. to... When I first, uh, <laughs> when I first uh, got uh, called to the bar and I had to... Because uh, foreclosures, you're in court quite often... I hadn't a clue of what I was doing. I can remember um, Judge Groves. He was he would he shook his head because I <laughs> I just bowed everywhere because you know how they all bow. I, nobody told me where you're yeah. supposed to bow. Yeah. So I went through bowing to all the <laughs> Judge Groves is looking at me. And he's just like, oh, come on, come on, stop bowing. I'm like, like, don't like bowing everywhere. So I know what it's like having not a clue of going into court and what a you know really you know um, intimidating and scary feeling that is. So. Yeah. I can see why you didn't. I, I have a really good like foreclosure story when I was like <laughs> 19. Uh -huh. I literally was talked into buying a foreclosure right? Uh, by my stepbrother. And then when, when it turned out, it was like a, a really hot foreclosure. Okay. But it was leaky. Like hot is what you mean? <laughs> hot and like everybody wanted it. Oh, okay. Right, right. So the realtor, I show up in court. I have no idea what I'm doing. First of all, I've never bought anything before and I, I'm t completely clueless. Yeah. But my realtor says, you gotta, you got to come to court. We have, we're going to put an offer on this place, right? So it already had the accepted offer was already accepted. My offer wasn't the accepted offer, and I was going to court to outbid the accepted offer by what my realtor said, 500 bucks. Right. do it. Okay? So I get there, and there's this, like, real estate mogul guy who's just buying foreclosures. <laughs> and the realtor goes, 
oh crap, you, you're going to go in the elevator with this guy and he's going to talk to you. So I have no idea what's going on. Right. I don't know why we're in court. I thought you bought something, you just found a realtor, you looked at it, you liked it, you wrote an offer, and that was it. So I get into this elevator with this guy, and he looks over to me and he says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to flip a coin, and if you win the coin toss, I'm going to let you upbid that property. But if I win the coin toss, I'm going to upbid it. You can't compete with me, but I'll tell you what. I have another foreclosure here that I, that I have the accepted offer, and I'm just going to let you upbid that one. You'll make money on that one too. But it's just not a better, it's not the better property. Mine was like a oh, penthouse wow. suite, right? With like a 20-foot yeah. cathedral ceiling and a fairly new apartment building or condo, right? So anyways, he flips the coin, and I win. And, you and he could have totally cheated. I was so nervous. <laughs> I didn't even look to see what he, he's just like, oh, you won. You'll be okay. And he shook my hand and he walked out and literally that guy was like bidding on everything that came up. And then so you got your up, bid. Yeah. So he came to my property and he just kind of looked over me and gave me the thumbs up, didn't bid it up. But he bid up every other foreclosure that day. Wow. And this guy was just buying properties like crazy. I have no idea who this guy was. Maybe it's like James Patterson. I don't know. Yeah. Like it could have been some like. But so you got your ultimate, the, the, the condo or whatever? I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting it and then we. Did you make money? I did. Like Great. doubled money in like eight months. What? Yeah. So how much work had to go into it though? I, I put some tile in the kitchen because I thought I wanted to do a flip, you know, but it, there wasn't, it didn't need anything. Really? It was just, it was, it was in great shape. I just thought, hey, let's, you know, let's put, I know how to but do But clearly tile. that guy knew what he, he was doing when he yeah. was buying up all the foreclosures, right? Yeah. Oh. He liked yeah. you. He liked me, whatever. Yeah. And I thank my realtor. I have no idea who it is. Otherwise I'd refer him. <laughs> you don't remember who your realtor was? I, I honestly don't That's remember. That's terrible. He was, oh, he was 19. Was that was a long time ago. I listed with someone else eight months later. <gasps> Parker. Now I, you I know. As think, a realtor, right? now you know. Yeah. Well, shame on him for not staying in touch. You know, I didn't get a Christmas That's true. card. I oh. didn't get a Yeah, you bobble. guys do that a lot, hey? I didn't get a bobble on Christmas. I've seen all those boxes in your office. Oh, they're bobbles. It's a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. Emma's putting in tons you of work. You, you just Emma. told what your Christmas present was. I know, but this podcast won't go out for a couple weeks. All right, okay. Yeah, they'll be delivered by then. Yes. And just to make it official, Emma mm -hmm. is amazing. I Emma. see. Her nickname is Emma Amazing. Emma Amazing? Okay, yeah. It's hard to say. How long have you been with Parker, Emma? Since March. March. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been awesome. You had a strong little team. Okay. So I have another question for you. <gasps> no. Okay. And, I, and this is something this is something that I'm assuming a lot oh. of Kenlupians would be interested in. Okay. Property transfer tax entering into Kamloops Indian Bend lease land. Uh, what do you want to know? I want to know. Like this has been something that's been discussed for a long time, but mm -hmm. I, no one's ever seen it. No. Um. So I have uh, I communicate communicate <laughs> I communicate um quite frequently with uh, lands and leasing. And so it's uh, definitely a long process and it's been probably over two years now that they first started discussing it. So my understanding um, is that they are going through third reading and most certainly it'll be um, implemented this month. Okay. But again, we've been hearing that for the last two years. So whether or not that comes to fruition, I'm not entirely sure, but it's definitely closer. Yeah. And it will be, if not December, it will be in, in the coming months, you know, in January, February. Right. So. Okay. So if I'm if I'm writing an offer, if uh -huh. I'm buying a property at right. Sun Rivers or Sienna Ridge uh -huh. or something on lease land, do I 
do I write something in my clause that says, you know, PTT comes in before completion date, seller will pay? Uh, you absolutely have to address it because it's going to be, it's it's huge, right? And yeah. the uh, the cost of properties in um, Sun Rivers specifically, um, you're going to be looking at between five and $10,000 more. So what definitely address it in your contract, but also tell your clients, like in, in terms of, insofar as we know, December it is coming into effect. Tell your clients that it is, right? right? Make them have that extra money. And if it isn't in effect, then, then, they, then you win. Yeah, then it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. But if there is a, a doubt, they're always going to err on the side of, you know, let's try to get this in quick and, you know, and uh, beat it. But if they right. think they're going to pay it um, coming December, you know, moving forward, then you, you're just, it's a win-win, like I said. Wow. Yeah. So in the justification process of what the federal government does in their property transfer tax, or uh-huh. PTT for short, right? Um, you, where does that money go? Property transfer taxes? Yeah. Uh, provincially? Yeah. Oh, at one time it used to be funneled into, I believe, the preservation of uh, BC Heritage. So, um, and that was in the 80s, and I believe the NDP government actually brought it in. But, um, you know, as time went on, it's now uh, just directed to general revenue. Right. And uh, so who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows where it goes. And the, and the justification for the KIB putting this into play is just for general revenue? You know, I, I, I don't know what the justification is. I guess that they just looked at, you know, other forms of land tenure and saw that there was, you right. know, m- you know, there is monies to be to be made. And uh, I guess I just got on board with that because really at the end of the day, you're not transferring any property. I don't even know if that's what it's going to be called right. because it's a mortgage of a lease, right? You're right. not, you don't, you don't get uh, fee simple, but, um, but yeah, no. And I, I think it's just for revenue. So in... Other native land lease areas in BC, okay, there was Kelowna. There, I mean, there's, there's several. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of them. I've always considered Kamloops to be like the one area that didn't have any sort of like changes or tricks that sort of later comes into play that affects land value, affects purchasing, affects the structure of leased land. So like right. Sun Rivers was always like the poster child it can it can be done effectively. It's 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 a great place. It's location, yeah, premium, and 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 everybody stuck to their word. And there was no extras that came into play later on. And now we have the possibility of an extra, like a a trick. I, I, let's not call it a trick, but let's say it's it's an, a loophole. An, yeah, a loophole that that changes the game. Well, you know, um, at the end of the day, that it was uh, they went through third reading, so they did open it up to the to the population to um, to actually voice their opinion on on you know the implementation of a transfer tax, and uh, who sorry I don't cut you off who would have been at that hearing? You know what I I actually did contact a few developers that would be impacted by the um, okay. the transfer taxes and uh, whether or not they actually went and you know because it's up to you. I'll, you know, ultimately, if you're going to be impacted by it, it's up to the homeowners, it's up to the developers, it's up to to express your your opinions and whether or not that goes anywhere, because it has to go to band council, then it goes through readings, and, you know, they, there may be an agenda. I don't know for all it's worth if it would have made any bit of difference, but they did open it up and allow people to actually comment on what that looks like for them. And uh, in particular, developers now, 
my understanding uh, in talking to Lads and Leasing is that they are uh, now contemplating whether or not they're going to allow the property transfer tax for new builds to stay. At one time, that was not going to be part right. of their policy. So was it a result of, of developers going and actually voicing their opinion? I'm not entirely sure, but at one point in time, that was not going to be an exemption to transfer taxes. And now it's still up in the air, but um, ultimately that has been the delay. They're, you know, they're contemplating whether or not that they're going to allow the, uh, the transfer right. tax exemption for, for new builds up there, which would make sense, right? It's right. A, a developing area or location, so. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it would have a huge impact, you know, on the resale value of properties that are existing up yeah, there already, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, for sure, for sure, right? Yeah. Because you buy the property and you, you know, your understanding was there's no transfer taxes, which was, you know, I think it, it did entice buyers yeah. because um, overall it reduced the amount you're going to pay. And uh, so now you buy without property transfer tax, but now you have to sell with it, right? right. It's, uh, it's definitely, um, you know, as a, a consumer, as a home uh, owner, I would be a little bit, you know, um, unhappy sure. th mm -hmm. with the tax. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's only... It's really not a huge chunk of change when you look at like living up there for ten or fifteen years, but in the short term, you know, it's a it's a good slap to yeah. the pocketbook when you when you move in there. Or if you're selling, it's just one. You know, like sometimes those properties when you look at them, average days on the market. Yeah. Sun Rivers tends to sit a little bit longer than let's say the average property on on freehold land in Kamloops. Yeah. Right? So now you add another tax to that. Does that add another? 25, 30 days on the market for, for sales? I mean, I don't know. Well, I, what it does conclusively do is it increases the amount you're going to sell your property by, you know, anywhere between five and $15,000 because they're not cheap homes, like I said. Yeah. They're, they're uh, you know, they're up there in, in uh, values. So, you know, is that going to be a deterrent? Like, and who knows? Only time will tell, I suppose. But, um, you know, hopefully they, uh, they push the exemption for the the new builds, because I think that will be definitely, yeah. definitely a benefit for them. You know, sort of keeps on par with what you know freehold land is doing. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we're talking about Sun Rivers, but Lisa, are you familiar with lease land um, around the university at all? Um, no. Okay, because I mean, there's other pockets around Kamloops that are that's lease land, right? Yeah, there's something about um, some lease land on the university campus. Like at least, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. University Way or University Drive, something like that. Is it like condos? It's condos, I think, yeah. yeah. So is this a developer who put up condos and is leasing each individual? I don't know if it's, I don't know who owns the property. I don't know if it's the city, if it's the university or what, but there's, there's definitely something we can kind of like poke into and have mm, a look. Yeah. yeah, research item. Yeah, Emma. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, anyways, to kind of wrap that up, I think Sun River still has a niche it's it's a high end neighborhood. It's mm -hmm. it's amazingly well cared for. It's you, beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So you still have a higher end buyer is probably not going to be deterred by a ten fifteen thousand dollar property transfer tax when moving in, but maybe Talassa's maybe more affected, or maybe one of right. the yeah. some of the lower end properties in Sun Rivers. Yeah. You know, if you're buying an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house in a newer development, you know, does that change the game for you? You know, what's the other options? In Juniper Aberdeen. Well, and I think that's the, I think that you hit it right there. Is that I don't think it's really necessarily the cost. The cost definitely is going to impact, you know, or um, at least sway buyers. But at the end of the day, it's it's um, for this amount of money. Will I want to actually get freehold? 
yeah. versus a mortgage of a lease, right, for 99 years. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's really ultimately what you're getting, and that was an incentive. And that lease, when did that lease start, do you know? Uh, the lease for uh, KIB? Yeah. Um, well, you sign it you, when you uh, purchase your lease. It's 99 years, right? So um, it's a, a 99-year lease, and, okay. and then it expires on, you know, I, on the I thought there was like a 99-year lease over the development and that it started at a certain point in time. So if you bought tomorrow, you're probably only going to get 98 years or whatever because the lease, had, that's what I understood. I'll find out an answer, a conclusive answer for you. I'm pretty sure it's 99 year every lease. I think okay. it renews. Sure. Okay. Um, here's, now I'm going to totally change the subject on you. <laughs> Th this has been. Thank like, God, that was tough. <laughs> th this was pressing. Now it's time for the lighter stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Woo. You know how Larry King, you know, makes the cry on the show. Um, oh, geez. Parker's just, likening himself to oh, Larry right? King. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. the hardest question to start. Yeah. Um, like when I always talk, like on other podcasts, we've talked about it too, mm. about building your team when you're when you're purchasing a house or selling a house. You know, right. find your lawyer, find your realtor, find your home inspector, find your insurance person, find whatever, right? Build yeah. your team. And I sort of feel it's kind of my responsibility to help people when they're, at the beginning of their search to, to find their team and right. put that together. W would you say in a percentage, because I know it's going to be super low, how many people come see you before they remove their subjects to maybe review a contract or review maybe tax implications or? You know what? I have to say very infrequently. Right. Like over the course of the last six months, zero. Would you say mm -hmm. there would be value to you getting a phone call saying, I've, I've, I've got you down as my lawyer on this transaction. Can you have a look at the contract? Can you tell me if there's any implications um, that I may not be aware of? And a perfect example of that would be Sun Rivers, mm -hmm. right? Before subject removal. Before yeah. subject before removal. Subject removal. Yeah. Well, and see, there's a couple of problems there. And absolutely, I think it, it would most certainly. But see, um, it always, in my opinion, amounts to cost, right? Because that's not part and parcel of a conveyance. Right. That's in addition to. So, um, you know, if there are any questions, when the um, the client realizes that they're going to have to pay to get an answer, they always seem to change their minds. So, um, but definitely there's value added because for one, um, you know, uh, not even talking about Aboriginal land, but for uh, Fee Simple, the charges on title, you know, there's, it's, uh, sometimes they're very busy and clients have an objective for why they're buying that property and uh, there's something on title that's going to restrict that, right? Or they don't quite understand or, and that's just for what's on title. Um, but there are uh, GST consequences and you see sometimes really, uh, you know, w when it gets to uh, the uh, lawyer's office and then we determine that there is GST Surprise. and it's not been talked mm -hmm. about for the entire transaction. Yeah. And then, and this is where it does become a problem when you have to bring in $15,000 more or I had a deal where it was 40000 Right. And uh, most certainly that, that particular transaction wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, very pleasurable for the clients because they felt so blindsided by this GST right. issue. So yeah, but I think like, um, you know, when we're dealing with more complex areas and, um, you know, accounting um, questions, those sh are better dealt with by an accountant, right? Yeah. But again, clients are reluctant to spend money um, on getting advice from an accountant, which just, it for me, it's very bizarre because you're spending, this is the biggest purchase of your life, you know, conceivably, and you are very reluctant to spend, you know, $500 to $1,000 to get a proper, yeah. um, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, have a, I have a scenario just mm -hmm. like that, you know, years ago when 
I'd sold the property and they had mentioned that they were going to do something with the avoiding property transfer tax because right. one half hadn't used their first time home buyer. Right. And I just had never heard of it at that time that that could be done. And I just made it clear, you know, made it really clear. Talk to a lawyer about that. Right. Review that from somebody that, other than me. Cause I just don't have the, I don't have the jurisdiction to make yeah. a call on that. Right. And they said, yeah, yeah, we got it covered. They were actually talking to their mortgage broker who had led them into this. And then of course, when they go to complete, they don't qualify for property transfer tax because the property was just too expensive. Right. So they did have this one thing kind of figured out, but because they were just using a mortgage broker as their liaison through the process, who literally just looked it up online and read until he found comfortable with approving, you know, their yeah. situation. If he'd read through it completely, he'd have found that, you know, like in the higher end properties, property like transfer threshold. tax is, yeah, yeah. threshold. So, yeah. I mean, and you know what, truthfully, Parker, that's probably one of the most common things that comes through my office is that where yeah. they are, where clients are, uh, um, they understood, uh, you know, the legislation to read one way by other broker or whomever else, and it ultimately comes to, you know, into our office. And so there's like a list of questions that we ask and we probe into, you yeah. know, and uh, yeah, it, uh, it blindsides clients quite frequently. You're spending half a million dollars on a single family dwelling yeah. in today's market. Go spend an extra, whatever, an hour's worth for you to review a contract beforehand yeah. to just see if there's anything there mm -hmm. that, you know, the realtor's trained eye isn't yeah. looking for. No, for you sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Especially if it's going to impact the amount of money that you have to bring in, right? Right. Yeah. All goes back to build your team early before right. you get going. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of value to like for, for us as realtors to be able to probe that into the, to the conversation that, to say like, you know, you need to figure out who your lawyer is going to be. Now that we have an accepted offer, we've yeah. done the negotiating, we've picked our house, you know, everything looks good here. And now we're going to do a home inspection and we're going to talk to an insurance agent. Let's go talk to a lawyer and, yeah. and, you know, send them your contract and make sure that PTT is in the situation that you are comfortable with and make sure that, you know, the GST, if there's GST. Well, yeah. And you can streamline it too, right? You know, um, what your concerns are as a consumer. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, you know, lawyer has to go through the entire, yeah. you know, it, they can, it can actually just be related to questions and, um, you know, and it, it can be that simple and quotes can be given or whatever, you know, whatever else uh, needs to be taken care of, but it doesn't have to be, uh, the entire contract and every issue because there may not be one, right? But yeah. ultimately, the clients know what is that you know what what their objective is, what their concerns are, and those can be easily addressed, you know, sure. yeah. by questions. Absolutely. So, I'll kind of wrap that up. I kind of did have one sort of final concluding kind of thing I wanted to talk to you about. What's that? You got this big grin on your face. <laughs> no. Yikes! What's coming? <laughs> Michael O'Shea. Do you do you remember? Michael O'Shea. Yeah. Mike, the homeless guy. Oh, Mike. With yeah. The, so my buddy, guy. I didn't know his last name. <laughs> I looked it up because I didn't know it either. Oh, so, yeah, Mike. I read this Facebook post that you posted about him that was like, it was so nice. And it didn't turn out that way. So I'll kind of explain the situation. Okay. I, I can't remember if this was in the summer or, the, or, or, or like September or something like that. But basically... Walmart wanted his shopping cart back. Back, yes. Right? Let's make sure I get the story right. And for people who don't know who Michael O'Shea is, Mike is a homeless guy that seems like a lot of people downtown know. Mm -hmm. He's like the nicest guy ever. Okay? Super nice guy, well-mannered, and, I mean, he's just homeless. Yeah. He just has a very, you know, different 
way of looking at where his home should be. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't take things very easily either, right? Like, no. you, if you give him something, he won't take it. He'd, he'd rather you have it because he feels like you need it more. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they give this guy a week, if I'm correct, to get rid of, you know, find a spot for all your stuff in your cart because we're taking your cart back at the end of the week. Yes. You'd made a post, a really nice, thoughtful post. You explained how he's impacted your life, really. Mike has been with me since the beginning of my law career. Yeah. Yeah, very much. No, he... um. He was, uh, because I used to be at, um, located at first, he would, and it, it, there was a lot of um, less than desirable characters, you know, in the back alleys yeah. <laughs> of my office. And uh, so he used to take care of my vehicle. He used to make sure that nobody would, you know, do any uh, damage to the building and right. what have you. And um, so we developed a relationship. That was about 11 years ago. And uh, I don't think people realize this, but there's quadrants. So... Uh, the homeless people downtown have quadrants, and you have to stay to your quadrant. And so Mike, of course, was at my quadrant when I was back at first. So, um, and the reason he's become more visible is because when he, uh, when I moved to uh, Royal Page West Bend, um, Mike came with me. <laughs> he switched <laughs> quadrants with somebody here, and uh, and continues to shovel. Um, right. he, he does all of the shoveling for us, and you know, and continues to take care of me. But yeah, so um, yeah, he's been in my life for a long time. So I I tried to to buy him a cart. Right. <laughs> so what, but I nobody wish, contacted me. I wish I would have read about that story oh. before it happened because I, I had a different idea for the cart. <laughs> did, did you see the cart? I did see the cart, It was, yeah. it was quite, uh, cl- it was uh, um, snazzy, for <laughs> lack of a better word. It was a snazzy cart. Yeah. But it, it, it just, it looked like a shopping cart. Yes. I oh, thought, you let's leave. To... Let's leave the shopping cart look and let's go something with like super high efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. We should have donated more money and got him a scooter. I, I missed <laughs> yeah. that part of it. But I, uh-huh. I, I saw your post and I thought that, uh-huh. was, that was awesome what you said. No, he's so a good guy. The quadrant, uh-huh. like, who, who governs the quadrant? Like, is that because they only have so many beds? They all do, apparently. From what I understand from Mike is that they all do. So um, you just stay in your quadrant because it's a it's a tough little world out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and there is violence, unfortunately. So, um, yeah. So like they're little families. They are. I, I think, well, not families. I think they're like little gangs. gangs. Okay. So they dictate where you should actually stay in the downtown area because there's because they do their, their regular routine, like get bottles, They right? So if you right. had everybody in one section of town, right. they would uh, exhaust that section. Right. So you need to, uh, there's a fine balance, and that's what... Man, this is our next wow. podcast. Right? I know. We could get Mike in here with I us. I think we so should get Mike idea. in here. Yeah, he, yeah, it comes by every Friday, so... Does he? Yeah, he does. Done. Podcast Friday. After oh, December yeah. 10th. Okay. After okay. December 10th. <laughs> Why, Parker? There's two types Why? a year. There's like, you know, like before Christ, after Christ. Right. There's before December 10th and after December 10th. Yeah, our office is closed until, well, the 8th. We're not coming back until January 8th. So nice. we have the 22nd to, uh, are you talking about December? December 10th. Oh, God, I'm already Parker's at holidays. Got a, I'm like, got a I'm, new reason for there, December. I'm in January. There's when hunting season is on and then when there's post-hunting season. So that so post-hunting season's after the 10th of yeah. December? That's yeah. really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I would have thought it would have spanned on into January. I mean, I, it I seems would like your Facebook ri- posts are always... I would be right there. Like, ja- I know. With your... Cool. Stuck in the in now the, I have a lawyer who will back me up right? for a discounted <laughs> fee for some meat. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much oh, for joining on this. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lisa. Was it as stressful as you thought? No, no. We'll have to have you back <laughs> again once we have another controversial subject to talk about. But again, thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank I you appreciate so much. Your time. Okay, thanks, thanks Lisa. guys. Okay, bye, bye.